Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies or television. I'm your host, Christian. Joined with me is Joseph. Yellow. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Today, we're going to take a look at the illustrious career of one Jake Gyllenhaal, who has been acting, like, forever, and he's in a ton of things. He is in a ton yeah. of things. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, one of the reasons I, I suggested this on our thread is, is partially for the topicalness, because we just saw that he's cast as Mysterio in the new uh, Spider-Man Far From Home thing. Yeah. But also because I very recently realized, in my mind, I've always thought of Jake Gyllenhaal, the very young actor. I think of him. Yeah. I think of him as you know October Sky, Donnie Darko. And then he's kind of a pretty boy. He's in Day After Tomorrow just to be there, and he's in Love and Other Drugs. I, I think of him as just a generic, handsome guy that's in movies. And then I went back and looked at all the stuff he's in. I was like, man, this guy has been in a lot of really good movies. Yeah, he, a lot of, he does a lot of independent stuff. And so I, I thought it would be a, for other people who might have that perception. Maybe it's just me. I thought it would be good to, to go back through and, and kind of. Write that interpretation. So our goal here is to determine his best performance ever. Um, and because we are just experts and so qualified to make that decision. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, Joseph, you want to start us off and tell us some of his movies? Sure. Well, but before we get into it, I, I usually like just to find out a little trivia about the guy. There's not that much interesting stuff. But, you know, he's obviously his sister is Maggie Gyllenhaal. They yep. starred in Donnie Darko together. He is at some level Swedish royalty. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. The Gyllenhaal name. People always compare him and Tobey Maguire that they look a lot alike. <laughs> they do look similar. But they don't actually look that when much alike. When they were alike. younger, they did. Yeah. I remember in uh, in Entourage when Vinny Chase gets, he does Aquaman, and yeah. he tries to get more money, and they recast him with Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. Because well, they play on the, the Tobey Maguire thing, because he almost got replaced exactly. with Spider-Man, yeah. too. So, yeah, that, that, that's definitely a thing. That Jake Gyllenhaal's always trying to swipe somebody's role. Yeah, well... <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna start with when he he was pretty young, his early nineties. October Sky, nineteen ninety eight. Was it late nineties? Yeah. No, oh, thought it was earlier than that. October Sky, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Who else is in this movie now that I think about I it? I don't remember. It's about a kid who likes space. A kid who who grows up in a coal mining town. Yep. Who likes space and his dad likes science is bad, so. Yeah, he builds rockets in his backyard or uh-huh. something. I I remember liking this movie, but I haven't watched it since I was like 14 and I wasn't made to watch it every year in school. That's kind of what I remember about it. I remember being made to watch it and it just being a little, you know, kind of kitschy, you know, yeah. feel good. Look at look at this kid overcoming his his family obstacles kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, look, I I, I don't remember enough to make a decision on this yeah, movie. I don't, I, it's fine. I, I can't really remember. I do want to know who the who who, the, who is the dad cuz it bothers me. It's it's some grumpy old white dude. But I don't know which grumpy old white dude. That could be so dude. many. It I could know. be Ed Harris. I, he I, loves space movies. In my brain, I immediately thought it, but I don't think it is. I think it's like it's, Chris. The mom is from Jurassic Park. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Laura Dern. Yeah, Chris Cooper. I knew it was Chris Cooper. Yeah. I saw his face in my brain. Yeah, yeah it's a perfect role it's for Chris Cooper. It's a perfect role for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, that movie's fine. It is fine. I don't... I, it directed by Joe Johnston, who only makes like what movies else, that you feel good about. What else is Joe Johnston then? I can't think. First Avenger. I believe. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, I think he also made Rocket, not Rocket Man. Rocket Man, not Rocket Man. The the Rocketeer. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. the first superhero movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. So started out with October Sky pretty early on, uh, and then moved on to kind of a cult classic, especially for for angsty teens and early college students. Donnie <laughs> Darko, <laughs> which he co-starred in with with his sister Maggie Gyllenhaal. What is this movie about? <laughs> uh, guys evil haunted by evil rabbit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a good movie. There's People like, do seem to like it. Though. There's like there's like the strange kind of time travel-y, but yes, I, it jumps. I, yeah, 
I don't like this movie. I've I don't never like this but movie. But it is, you're 100% right. It's like a passage of college that you have to like drink or do something and watch that movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Or stay up late. Like everyone does it. I mean, look, I do kind of like this movie. But <laughs> he, he like survives an accident and then he starts seeing the rabbit thing and that like convinces him to do crime. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, this movie it's, is not good. And then they, it turns out that he doesn't survive the thing because he like, I don't know, it's a weird time travel thing. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but it's worth a watch. I think if you haven't seen Donnie Darko, even if you probably won't like you, it at the so end, you, you think it holds it. up? I, I can't. I haven't seen it. I don't. I don't know that it's everyone's bag, but I. I think it's. I think it's worth seeing. Yeah, um, I'd second that. You're right. Yeah, it's worth. You it's should worth watch. A once, it's if worth a once over. If you're gonna have a movie podcast, yeah, you should watch it's, it's Donnie movie, Darko. It's a movie everyone knows. There are a lot of movies that I should have seen for having movie co- podcast. You're very I, bad. Like about The Godfather, it. like The Godfather, <laughs> or The Godfather too. So he followed. He followed up Donnie Darko with Bubble Boy. The this movie's geez, hilarious. Z- Who's booking these fucking movies for him? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a raunchy, zany comedy where he is. Uh, is it like a health thing that he can't? Mm-hmm. Go out? Yeah, uh, he, he's literally stuck in a bubble his whole life, and so it's him adventuring into the world and because he yeah. can't get disease. Like he, his immune system's not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would get sick. So you know, he just whirls around in a bubble. It's a it's. It was, was that marketed towards kids at the time? I don't know. I think it's, it was. It's probably it's a marketed. kids' movie, right? Well, it seems like, no, it's not a kids' movie. But it's definitely marketed towards, like, I don't know, teenagers. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't actually allowed to watch this movie when I was a kid because uh, he has an immunodeficiency syndrome, and my brother passed away mm-hmm. without one. So I've still never seen this movie. I've only seen clips of it, and it always seems funny, but I've never watched the whole I, thing. I don't know if I've seen it either. Oh, no. I'm thinking it's a kids movie. I think I might have just seen like the. No. I think it's a raunchy comedy. I think I've been to Blockbuster and seen the video yeah. cover, but never actually it, it watched. Was, it was it was one of those uh, Comedy Central staples for like middle of the day, and so I've I've seen it in bits and pieces for years because it just was constantly on. But it it's fine. It's not yeah. good. <laughs> like I said, I've only seen clips of it. But. So that brings us probably to, in my mind, what I imagined, had imagined Jake Gyllenhaal to be as an actor or whatever. Uh, Day After Tomorrow with uh, oh. Dennis Quaid. God, this yeah. movie is bad. It's... I, I kind of like this movie. <laughs> I hate I, this movie. I don't, I, I don't like Dennis Quaid. I don't... Yeah. He has no charisma. <laughs> how, did you, how did you become a movie star? You look like a dad. He is a dad in no, everything. Saying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh... Th- yeah, we should do a Dennis Quaid episode just so we can trash on <laughs> yeah. everything he's been in. But look, Jake Gyllenhaal isn't even trying in this movie. No, no. Um, and at, at this point, I don't know if he thought I'm going to become a dramatic actor or I'm going to become a big budget movie star because I feel like he's torn in this role. Yeah, I think this one is. You like, know, that that seems to follow for the next couple on this list. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he was given a dip in his toe in the big blockbusters mm-hmm. right here and seeing, and he just he didn't know how to pick him at first, or he was still not famous enough to like pick and choose he was getting the leftovers of the like the big ones you know yeah. what i mean because this feels like a like one that three other guys passed on for jake you know what i mean is this no a one? roland emmerich movie it is a yeah. roland emmerich movie yeah, it it's, literally, it's emmerich. literally exactly the same movie as 2012 but i still kind of like this one better yeah i've I seen it several times emmy rawson's in it yep I, I just remember yeah that um he's a climatologist or dennis quaid is and i think yeah. i think jake jonah's just like a piece of shit son he yeah. is yeah, like exactly that's all he and is. he's like just he's stuck a, in new a, york he's in, a piece in the of water shit. with he's a, a piece, girl yeah exactly he's a piece of shit son trying to get laid during <laughs> yeah. the apocalypse that's well, all it is at least it's a it's real life probably to <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Yeah, this one's worse than Transformers. We can, we can, this <laughs> is definitely worse than Transformers. Yeah. I think we can definitely put a book in on his early career. Anyone? How maybe Donnie Darko. I, mean, I don't Donnie remember Darko. October Sky. I like I'm going to say October Sky. Yeah. It, it probably is. <laughs> yeah, but mixed bag for, for the least. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to what, probably one of his, his most notable. Yeah. Did he get nominated for Brokeback Mountain? I know uh, Heath Ledger did. I don't know. I'll look it up right. They're very good. Yeah, Yeah, Brokeback Mountain was Heath Ledger, who I loved. Yep. Uh, Michelle Michelle Williams. I mean, everyone in that movie is amazing. It was kind of it was kind of a a, uh, he was nominated for best supporting. Hang on, this was not an intentional joke, but it's it's kind of a coming out party for both Jake (laughs) Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger because they had both been kind of in those pretty boy roles. No pun intended. (laughs) Absolutely not, but it works. they had both been kind of pretty boy actors who yeah. came, went into kind of a controversial but very well you know received good performance kind of mm-hmm. kind of movie and I feel like both of their careers had changed after this movie. Yeah. Well, this was a, this was pretty short after this movie, but yeah, this <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, and this was like uh, critically loved but kind of controversial at the yeah. time because yeah. it was I think it was Ang Lee. Yep. And it was there. It was not. I don't. They they showed you know more than I think other movies had shown in the past with like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a movie about gay cowboys, by the way. If yeah. you don't know what Brokeback Mountain, I guess so. I I think it's a good movie though. I have seen it, but it's not, I, yeah. it's not something I've seen more than once. I saw it once, so I long time ago. I only saw it once. It was on HBO one night. Yeah, and I you know when people talk about a movie, the thing I want to see it. Yeah, and Heath Ledger will draw me into anything like. Heath Ledger but, is incredible. Yeah, in post this movie. like after like after Dark Knight, I went back and watched all Heath Ledger's movies. Like he's so good. He uh he is fantastic in this movie, and uh, I mean Jake Gyllenhaal is pretty good. I just don't think he lives he, up to the same level. Yeah, I think Heath kind of outshines in this I, movie. I, yeah. I, I'm one of the people that say Heath is better in this movie than he is in the Dark Knight. Like, yeah, they he, they got it wrong when he didn't get the award for this movie, and they had to make it right on Dark Knight. And uh, I mean, also he died. But I mean, you know, Brokeback back Mountain, another people in the Anne Hathaway. Yeah, and Linda Cardellini, yeah. Anna Faris, Randy Quaid, a lot of famous people. Yeah, <laughs> Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid is an a hole in that movie, <laughs> and uh, in real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I like this movie. I just I, I haven't made the. It's one of those things like it's very serious and very heavy. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. have to be in the right mood to, to want to watch it because it's it's depressing. Too. Yeah. But he followed the Brokeback Mountain up with a the probably the most forgettable war movie I've ever seen, unless I've forgotten the more forgettable ones. Uh, Jarhead, yeah, and this with is Jamie like, Foxx. I and think. I feel like he was searching for an Oscar, like he was trying to get, like he was taking roles for an Oscar. This one and and Jarhead, you know what I mean? I think he was like, I want to get some nominations under my belt. This is not a good movie, and Jake Gyllenhaal is not good in it. <laughs> I just remember it being boring. It I, is. I remember it's a war movie where they don't ever fight. Like there's no war in it actually. Yeah, it's all about actually. The, he actually, just walks you, around the desert. You know a what? Bit. His character is really similar. We're gonna get to it, but to Tobey Maguire's character in uh, in Brothers, but Tobey Maguire does it way better. <laughs> but that brings us to probably his his biggest dumbest or dumbest big budget movie is uh, maybe so far in his career, Prince of Persia. But also maybe the best video game movie so far. I don't dislike Prince of Persia. I don't really like it either. Yeah. It's it's very Transformers for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably the best video game movie, which <laughs> is, is like really sad. Yeah, but, that or Tomb Raider, I would say. Uh, ben Kingsley is yep. in this movie. It's Sir a, Ben Kingsley. Sir Ben Kingsley. Movie. Yeah, the guy big... who played Doctor Doom in the new Fantastic Four movie, he's in this movie. Toby Kebbell. Toby Kebbell. Mm. Uh, Doctor Octopus himself, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina's in this movie? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember, remember that. that. Uh, it's a bunch of white people playing Persians. Yeah. So, it was, um, yeah, it's definitely whitewashed 
for yeah. sure. Yes, it's the definition <laughs> of whitewashed. I love the games, so I did watch this movie. Um, the games are like a platformer, you know. You, well, I mean, Prince of Persia, I feel like it's Prince of Persia if, is most famous for kind of being the first game before, like, even Assassin's Creed to start integrating, like, parkour. Yep. Like, their, their mechanics for moving around the city really kind of is, is the draw for people. And they tried to integrate that into the film, which I, I they did yeah. a fine job. Yeah. It's, but it's a fine it's adaptation fine. of I mean, Sands of it's Time. Transformers. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's Transformers. <laughs> yeah, it's Transformers. Um, and that brings us to Zodiac, which I, in my opinion is kind of one of his first roles where he's not just like, like he's a crazy person in this. Mm-hmm. Obsessive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Zodiac's a good movie. It's a great movie, Because he, he's, he's just, he's not even like a detective. He's just a reporter in yep. this, right? Mm-hmm. And he just he gets absolutely. He like works at the newspaper. Yeah. And he, he gets absolutely transfixed. He has to find out who the, the killer is, even after the case itself has kind of died down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zodiac's David Fincher. It's yep. about the... It's, it's, I feel like every time we do Sam? one of these special episodes, somehow we always end up back on Zodiac, and we just sit here and rave about it for five minutes. That's fine. Like, I think it's, lo- it's looked at now as his best movie. It's one of the time best. it wasn't, but I think now... David Fincher? Yeah, most oh, people yeah, look back fantastic, at, yeah, as, as his best movie. And also, Jake Gyllenhaal is great in it. He is, and Robert and Downey Jr. Ro- is in it. And Robert Downey Jr. is one of his best roles. Yeah. Yep. That's a, you know... He's he's great in that movie. He, but once again, see I, what I'm starting to see. Jake Gyllenhaal. He's, he's even the movies he's good in. There's someone I like more. And like Heath Ledger, Brokeback Mountain, oh, Robert really Downey Jr. Point. in Zodiac. He's he's never owned a movie that I've seen. Yet. That is a fair. I do. I actually like him better in, in Zodiac than Robert Downey. Really? Just because he's I don't know. He I think he really plays like you see him gradually fall into the the obsession more as it goes along. Um, that brings us to Brothers, which I mentioned a little bit earlier, which is Tobey Maguire is married to... Shit, who is it? You want me to look it up? I can see her damn face. Oh, it's... Uh, I want to say Michelle Mahonigan. No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> That's who you guess for everybody. <laughs> it is who you guess for everybody. <laughs> Natalie Portman. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, D- Tobey Maguire is married to Natalie Portman. Uh, he gets sent overseas where he gets captured by the enemy and then is presumed dead. And then Jake Gyllenhaal's kind of the fucked up brother comes in to like comfort her and take care of you know, their family, and then there's kind of a love spark, but then you find out that Tobey Maguire is not killed, and he comes back to America. Society. And society. And, uh... As a crazy person. And he is Com- not right. Yeah. Yep. PTSD, like... Yeah. yeah. crazy soldier. It's a pretty... It's a heavy movie. How, how does that movie end? I forget. Uh, it, it ends with him going to, like, a psychiatric facility, I think. Okay. Because he needs help. It's good cast. Yeah. Sam Shepard, Carrie Mulligan's in this movie. Is she? Yeah. I don't remember that. Does Natalie Portman end up with Jake Gyllenhaal at the end of that movie? I can't remember. No. Okay. Yeah. I don't love this movie, but it's Who's fine. Who's the director? Uh, I, I don't remember that. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely like, it's forgettable. You Jim know? Sheridan, no, who no. I don't. Yeah. It's... David Benioff wrote it, though. Did he? Yeah. That son of a bitch. I think Tobey Maguire, once again, does a better job as no, than I Jake totally, Gyllenhaal. No, I totally agree. But he's also got the show your role. Um, you know, Toby does. In this. Yeah. But this reminds me a lot of Homeland. Have you guys seen Homeland? Mm-hmm. I think... That's a similar plot. Yeah, kind some, of. I'm sure some of that was probably drawn from this. Yeah. yeah. And kind of the oddball on the list, though, it, it to me, it doesn't seem like it would be. Love and Other Drugs is kind of his... His romantic, romantic comedy. Yeah. It's, but it's almost it's, more it's, drama. But, but it is more really, of a drama. It was marketed a as a... Yeah, it was marketed yeah. as a rom-com, yes, but it then was. it wasn't actually. The first, like... 45 minutes are rom-com and then it gets real heavy, heavy. and like a statement on like the pharmaceutical industry yeah. and health that was a movie that and... you're 100 right was not marketed right yeah because it was like it's it's much more serious than what you know what i mean we should do a podcast on that movies that yeah. were marketed wrong yeah, or 100%. once again anne hathaway mm-hmm. him and anne hathaway are like they do a lot of movies the 2010 together. version of tom hanks and meg ryan yeah um and they're good together yeah 
Um, so I, the plot of this is I think Anne Hathaway's sick, and Jake Gyllenhaal is pharmaceutical rep. He's a pharmaceutical rep. rep. Yeah. And I think they kind of get together. She changes his opinion on the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, leaves his impression. There was like a thing in the late two thousands where we had these movies that like made a political statement and the main character like always started supporting these things. Like this movie is just like thank you for smoking. Whereas Aaron Eckert was like a tobacco lobbyist. Yep. Who then gets lung cancer. Yep. Like Jake Gyllenhaal is a pharmaceutical rep and falls in love with someone with a, ter- a terminal disease. Yeah, she has Parkinson's. And so he, you know, there's a lot of, like, inner commentary uh, about what's actually going on in the world. It's a fine movie. It's better than the Transformers. I like this movie. Yeah. It's, it's definitely raising heavier questions than it earned, I would say. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, it's not an Academy Award winner. Yeah. yeah. So they follow that up with uh, Source Code, which is, I don't really know how to describe exactly what this movie is. directed by Duncan Jones, who did Moon and World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, he's like a future soldier who can, like, go into the memories of, like, people who have, like, the last few minutes of their life and try and tinker with it. So, like, it's basically a Groundhog's Day with, like, action, and it's Jake Gyllenhaal trying to change this train bombing, and he keeps getting blown up over and over. And he, But he's in another person's body. Um, it's it's cool. I mean, I remember liking it a lot. It's probably, I've, we talked so, so far, probably my favorite one he's done. Do you feel like he's good in it, or do you feel like it's more concept-driven, though? Definitely concept driven. Okay. Yeah, it's not like it's definitely more. I would say Duncan Jones and like the sci-fi elements of it. He mm-hmm. doesn't. It's you know he's just generic action hero kind of in it. Most if of only a Duncan Jones had stayed on that trajectory. I man. know, right? <laughs> Warcraft. Uh, yeah. Um, so and mute. Oh, wait, also maybe the best video game movie. I don't mind Warcraft, but mute is a big bag of yeah. garbage. <laughs> yeah. So you follow that up with uh, End of Watch with Michael Pena. And this is and his best movie. Yeah, this is and this is his best. He, he outshines everybody. Well, yeah, David Ayer is good too. They're, but they're 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 really good. I feel like they're on par with each other yeah. in this one. But this movie's amazing. This is the movie that I thought convinced me that David Ayer was a good director. Yeah, and then Suicide Squad proved this wrong. Well, they had the one about the tank. Oh yeah, with Brad Fury. Pitt. Fury. Oh, yeah, that one's really good. That's, That's okay. a good movie too. Yeah, and it's... then all the suicide. All of a sudden, Suicide Squad came, and yeah. I realized these two were the outliers. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's it's. And then he did the Will Smith movie, which is even worse than Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> which is that? End of Watch uh, but, yeah. with like fairies. It's End of Watch with yeah, <laughs> mythical creatures. They're L.A. cops, right? Yep. 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 And they're just LAPD officers, and like it starts off as like kind of like um that shaky cam thing, mm-hmm. um that had gotten popular with like the Blair Witch thing, but um. The whole thing's, like, in his body cam. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, his life for probably, like, six months, I would say. And it's just him on the force, and, like, they do crazy stuff. Like, meet a, they, the one guy wrestles uh, the black dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they save people out of a burning home. Yep. They get, like, medals, and then they, they run afoul of some drug dealers because um, they come across a bunch of bodies, I think, in a house, basically. Because I think Jake Gyllenhaal is, like, too, you know, he's trying to be the, he's doing detective work, and they stumble where they shouldn't be. I don't know. I, I like this movie. It's a good movie. It is a good movie, and and it's it's when I really noticed both Michael Pena and Jake Gyllenhaal, I was like, oh, these guys. Infinite yeah, rewatch. They, they can act. Yeah, I've watched that movie a bunch of times. As you should. It's a lot a good of movie. lot of rewatch. Yep. Um. So that was followed up by actually two Denis Villeneuve movies. First off, uh, Prisoners, which I haven't seen. Oh, you haven't seen this? Movie? I haven't seen it. Um, Prisoners is like. It's okay. I it's, don't think it's great. It's like a, it's a, it's a missing person. Yeah, Hugh Jackman's daughter goes right? missing. It's his, it's his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes missing. Jake Gyllenhaal is the cop. Jake Gyllenhaal is yeah. Yep. 
the detective assigned to the case. Hugh Jackman. It's an understated movie. Like, it's yeah. not a lot of action. It, it's like... It's, but part of it yeah. is also like, well, to what lengths that you'll go to, like, That's the save, point. Yeah. 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 Jake Gyllenhaal is not the main character. No. It's no. about Hugh Jackman, Jackman is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how far he's willing to go and... Um, yeah, and there's a lot of twists and turns. It's, it's very, like... long. Atmospheric. Kind of reminds me of, like, True Detective. is like a movie. Kind of You know what I mean? Kind of got that, yeah. that kind of story and that everything's, like, got that eerie... But the acting is not as good as True Detective. No, no. It's, yeah. yeah, no, it's just kind of like plot and tone, but it's not as good. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie one time. It seemed, kind of like we were talking about love and other drugs, it seems like it's heavier than it should be. <laughs> like, it, they just are, they're both really Hugh Jackman specifically, and I get that his kid is missing, but he is in a very dark place yeah, yeah. in this movie. <sighs> the end of that movie, I remember it's like, Hugh Jackman comes across his the killer. Mm-hmm. He like sets up a murder room. Yeah, in and an somehow, abandoned building. Yeah, and they get they get Hugh Jackman paralyzed, and they they bury him in this room alive, mm-hmm. and he just got this whistle. Yep, and he's underground just whistling, and that's how they cut the. Movie. Well, no, the the end of it is because it's Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> oh, yeah, he he's standing, and out and there. you're not sure like if he if, hears, if he or hears or it or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah, no, it's it, I've I've seen the end of it. It's, it's very yeah, good. the ending is is pretty great, but. Paul Dano. Yeah, Paul Dano's the Paul one that they, Dano, that he thinks, yeah. yeah. Who is He's creepy, creepy in yeah. that movie. That dude's creepy. So the other Denis Villeneuve movie that actually was filmed before this but came out after it is a movie called Enemy, which I actually watched this morning. It's a doppelganger movie where Jake Gyllenhaal finds out that there is another version of himself that looks exactly like him that is probably not related to him. There's a lot of... It's a very surreal kind of movie, but essentially, like... He kind of gets obsessed with the idea that he needs to meet this guy, and then he meets the guy, and then he's like, "This was a bad idea," but the other guy's like, "Oh, this is a great idea," <laughs> and so he immediately gets like more than he bargained for out of it. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it, it's also like very slow. They really lean into like how weird it would be to like, I don't know, kind of like walk into someone else's life. So um, they're a doppelganger. Yeah. Does he play both roles? He does play both roles, mm-hmm. and and he, I would I'll say he does a really good job because he like even just in the face. And I don't mean this by, like, saying, like, he really overacts, but you can immediately tell, like, which one it's supposed to be mm-hmm. just by, like, you know, kind of the confidence and, and whatever that in, like, the facial expressions. Also, that dude touches his eye a lot. It stresses me out because I'm like, <laughs> does he get sick all the time? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, that was my only other thought about this movie. But it, uh, it's better than Transformers. I'd recommend It's only an hour and a half. It's on Netflix. I should watch it. Yeah. I'm kind of into doppelgangers. I want to see us. And that was followed up by Nightcrawler, and I was instructed by Jason Hurt to acknowledge that Jason Hurt is a full supporter of Nightcrawler. So... There you go, Hurt. That's his vote. Yep. <laughs> Nightcrawler is real. That's a, that's a movie he owns. Like he's fucking crazy. I can't movie. even remember anybody else in that movie. But yeah, him, but he's, he's like, got a sidekick who's. Oh, I forget. Again, he's like a uh, obsessive reporter mm-hmm. in that movie, uh, which apparently Jake Gyllenhaal real good at. Yeah, apparently. I feel uh, like he's yeah yeah Jake Gyllenhaal. I think Riz Ahmed is the is the is the co star in that movie. But um yeah he's basically like um someone who is trying to he gets to accidents before the cops. And he gets video footage, and then he sells it to, like, news. So he's trying to, like, get news stories to scoop the police. And he starts getting into more and more dangerous situations, and you can tell he's crazy. And, I like, you know, at one point he gets to the accident scene, like, way before anyone, and the person's not dead yet, and he's, like, filming it. And he doesn't help the person. He lets the person die just so he can film it. And it just gets, and he walks in on, like, a murder scene before the police are there, and, like, it just gets crazy and crazy. Yeah. He's nuts in that movie. Yeah, and I think at the end, he, I don't remember, but I think he ends up going, like, completely mentally, either committing crime or getting locked up or something. But 
he does. I think he got nominated for an Oscar. For I want to say that he did. He's been nominated for something. Yeah, I think it is that one. Let me look it up. Have you had neither one of you have seen that though? No, I no. like that movie. You just did a really good job of summarizing it. So. Yeah, Riz Ahmed, Rene Russo, Bill Paxton. Rene Russo. But that that was the first movie I Riz Ahmed that I really liked. Mm. And then he went and did the the night of. Yeah, I need HBO, to watch that. Yeah, which is that's really over good. an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. So that's followed up with a uh, boxing movie called Southpaw, which you had interesting information on that I didn't know. Yeah, so Southpaw is like, uh, it's a boxing movie, and uh, the only thing I know about this, I mean, I've seen it, but uh, it was originally Eminem was cast in it, and was going to, you know, bulk up and play the role, but it eventually dropped out, but this was like, Eminem was attached to it for years, and then Jake Gyllenhaal did it, and he's ripped in this movie. He's jacked. That is the only thing I remember, is he's ripped, and he is basically playing Eminem. Like, he's gangster white guy in this movie. Like, I'm... St- and, you know... Does he pull it off? I can't remember. I don't <laughs> think so, though. <laughs> I know he's got a daughter he loves, but, like, he's literally, like... He's he's playing Eminem. Uh-huh. At, like, a jacked Eminem who can box. Like, that's how I would describe this movie. So, I don't know. I think it was fun how I remember it, but it's... It's not Rocky. I wanted Rocky. What a, what a more interesting movie it would have been if it For was sure. Eminem. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see this movie. Um, but, yeah, it's it's okay. So, you followed up with a movie called Everest? Which I think you also are the only one who's seen this. No, movie. I saw Everest. Oh, you saw, you saw Everest. Okay. Uh, it's about people climbing Everest. Uh, it's a true story of like. A, oh yeah, this one. Uh, you're just right. Jason Clarkson. Jason one, Clark yeah. leads this an one expedition. Is, yeah, there's a million famous. He uh, he takes a group up, and there's like a storm coming in, and the, right after they reach the summit, like stuff starts going horribly wrong, and Jake Gyllenhaal plays like he dies in this movie. He's one of the people that dies. Yep. He basically just kind of like camps up there and lives at such a like high place and they get up to him and he gives them supplies and he goes with them the rest of the way and something goes wrong and he has to go back. Yeah, I and think he one, dies. someone gets sick and he tries to turn him back around or someone yeah. else is hurt. But but yeah, no, basically yeah, it's it's a May 10th, 1996 like a famous there's a, a storm that hit Everest and a bunch of people died and everyone's playing Jake Gyllenhaal, Jason Clark, Josh Brolin, Kiera Knightley. John Hawks, Michael Kelly. There's a lot of famous people in this movie. Michael Kelly, big Atlanta Falcons fan. Really? Yep. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Um, it's fine. This movie's fine. I, there's no reason to watch it not in IMAX. I it, remember it being having like a lot of cool action scenes with like snow and ice and like... I remember it sticking out more than like the average mountain because they make a lot of these movies. You know what I mean? Like where the natural disaster goes wrong. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. I think it's better than Transformers. I'd recommend it. Um, I'm going worse than Transformers. <laughs> He's also in... A fairly dumb sci-fi horror movie called Life. It's very yeah. dumb. It's Life could fairly e- dumb. easily be the dumb. Venom origin story. So yep. if you yes. if you yes. if you know the Venom origin story, it's that. The only thing I know about this movie is Ryan Reynolds was originally cast as the lead, and then he had to got scheduling conflicts. I looked it up with Hitman's bodyguard, so he had to leave <laughs> the lead role. So Jake Gyllenhaal and switched. So now Ryan Reynolds. That's why Ryan Reynolds is playing like the the one A and. And Jake Gyllenhaal got the lead it's in that It's not role. even 1A. He's, He's billed out. as 1A. He dies in like seven yeah, minutes. Yeah, he does. He gets out right out. So, I don't know. I, that movie's kind of stupid. It's very stupid. And it is 100% like ripped <laughs> Venom comic book. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like they're, like I would have, if I was Marvel, I would have sued him for trade bargain first, <laughs> but it was like that close beat for beat. <laughs> Well, that brings us to just about the present. There are a couple movies that he's, he's got going on in the near future. He's got, oh, well, Wildlife actually came out recently with Carrie Mulligan. That's supposed to be really good, but it, like, very recently. Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw is coming out in, like, a couple weeks on Netflix. And then uh, the Sister Brothers, is he's in, I don't think he's a main character, but with Joaquin Phoenix and uh, 
John C. John C. Riley and Riz Ahmed also again. Yeah. But out of out of the stuff that he's already made and, and the things that he's seen, what do we uh, what do we think is is the best performance? Well, I mean, so for me, the uh, overall Jake Gyllenhaal, like I had a pretty positive viewpoint of, but now going back through it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, maybe he's know. not as great as I think he is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he's a talented actor. I just don't think his filmography is super great, or at least it's movies that I don't really care for. My yeah. favorite movie that he's been in is probably Zodiac. The one he's probably best in, though, probably End of Watch for yeah. me. Yeah, uh, it's tough. I don't have strong opinions either way. I'd rather watch Zodiac, but yeah, he's probably better in End of Watch. Yeah, I would. I agree. Like I thought he did. He had a better career going through. It seems like the early movies weren't good. Then he did a bunch of good movies where he wasn't the best in it, and now he's starting to break out a little bit. I think he's never been bad. It's just like the movies aren't great choices, and and someone's always kind of been better. But he's never the weak spot of a movie. I don't mm. think. Yeah, I I would have to agree. End of Watch is probably his best role and my favorite movie out of all of them. Yeah. That movie's dope. Uh, I mean, if I'm just being honest with myself, End of Watch would probably be my my first pick just because I think that's his most engaging performance. Like, I I feel most captivated by that character. Um, But having just watched the the enemy one that I just saw and also, you know, general recency bias, uh, I don't know. I was really impressed because I felt like he did a really good job of portraying two, you know, two different people that look the same. Um, very convincingly, even, you know, there's, there's obviously a part where they're going to like pretend to be each other. And even when they pretend to be each other, like you can tell that it's one person trying to look like somebody else. And I, I thought that he just did a really good job of, of nailing that distinction and all. I mean, it's also like a good performance in general. So if I had, it, I'm going to say one, a one B I like a little difference. What anyway. is, yeah, uh, a good job. what was Hertz answer again? Nightcrawler. Oh, Nightcrawler. He loved Nightcrawler. Because yeah. uh, Zodiac is, I mean, the, 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 he's really good at the crazy obsessed mm-hmm. guy. So, I mean, yeah. that's also a fair choice. Um, well, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ian and I win because, mm-hmm. you know, we agreed. And to watch. Majority rules. Yep. That's how it works. It's fine. Uh, what have you guys been watching? I'll start. Obviously, I just I just watched Enemy for this podcast, and that was, uh, it's on Netflix, and I recommend it. Hour and a half flicks are like my jam. Mm. 90 minutes is the ideal amount of time a movie should be. Unless it's a Lord of the Rings movie, they're in which case... Getting, they're just getting longer. I know too. it. <laughs> I've watched the first two episodes in the new season of True Detective, which is so far better than the second season. The The first episode, I was really good, and then the second se- the second episode seemed a little slower. Um, but Mahershala Ali is really solid, and Stephen Dorff's in it, and I was like, oh, I've seen this guy before. Who, who is this? And then I was like, oh, Blade. it's the villain from Blade. <laughs> <laughs> what has this guy been doing for 20 years? Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> but he's he's also really good in it. So I'm, uh, I'm ex- the third episode just came out well, last night at, at the time of recording, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to go back and, and watch that one. What is it? I know I watched one other thing. It's not good that I can't remember it. Nope, keep going. We're just going to forget about it. I'm going to come back to it. What you got, Christian? Uh, of course. I say it every week. I watched a bunch of Critical Role. Oh, yeah, me too. I finished the Chroma Conclave story, which took an entire year for them to record, an entire yep. month for me to listen to it. It's cool. I'm digging it. I'm excited to keep going. Uh, I watched Flight of the Concords live in London, and I don't know the last time I laughed so hard. It's it's so good. I highly it recommend it if you haven't listened so to it. so funny. Clearly better than Transformers. I only watched the first episode of the new season of True Detective, uh, but I dig it. I, I like Mahershali in it. Uh, Stephen Dorff was fine to me in the first episode. doesn't add anything. I just wanted to say... Uh, Scoot McNary was born to play middle-aged 80s dad. It's true. Like he, he, looks real he good. just it screams that part. His mustache is perfect. Oh, for it's it. great. Um, yeah, no, I, I dig it. I'm excited to keep going. I love Scoot McNary. He should be yeah, in more things agreed. somehow. Yeah, Scoot McNary's great. Yeah, I've I've watched the 
I've watched three episodes, so we're all in different spots. Yeah. Um, the third episode, Stephen Dorff is like the main character, kind of takes the role. He's good. What I like about the show so far is um, I think the makeup's great. Like, yes. Mahershala yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee is the old guy, looks yeah. so good. And the 90s and the 80s, they look all different. Also, then, his accent work is really good. Like, his, especially like. He at, sounds at, like, like an old man. Well, yeah, especially at different levels. <laughs> That's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I was taken aback with. He's doing really well in that role. Yeah. Uh, Steven Dorff also, like, you'll see, like, the makeup's good. It looks good. Um, you're right, though. I think it's slowing down a little bit. I, I think it's falling in the middle of one and two seasons for me. So it's, it, it's good. Um, I mean, it's I'm, hard. It's I, hard to get on the level of season one, but what's what I've struggled with, and again, I've only one watched one episode though, is it is so much like the first season in the way that it's set up, yep. like the way yeah. the episode works. Yep. And I know, you know, after season two, everyone was like, "Go back to season one. Season one works." And now I'm like, uh, maybe I was more okay when it was like something different. Yeah. Because it just kind of feels. I don't know, almost like a ripoff. I don't know. But, yeah, you're, no, you're it doesn't 100%. feel as original. You can yeah. tell it's it's completely in the vein of season one. I think some of the stuff I like, I love Mahersha's character, like the like the long range reconnaissance. Yeah, yeah. In Vietnam, yeah, yeah. like that's cool. I mean, look, that was bad exposition, I'm a but I like I yeah. like seeing it happen. <laughs> yeah. So now when I and I've seen Glass, that was your thing. Oh and, man. And it, is it, it better or worse than Transformers? Definitely worse than Transformers. It's. The worst movie I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, if you guys are Unbreakable Split fans, do not go see it. It ruins retroactively all of those movies. Cool. Um, oh, yeah. You were going to break down. Yeah, so, no, the stupid spoiler is so that the whole movie, like, you, you finish Unbreakable. The whole point of that movie is superheroes are real. Mm-hmm. You know, you they've proven that at the end of that movie. Well, you, the, this movie is they're in a mental hospital and Sarah Paulson. The whole movie is trying to make you think that they're not superheroes. It's all in their head. You know... Bruce Willis is just a mentalist. That's how he can tell what's going on. So it kind of just like the whole movie's backtracking. And then at the end, you find out the train accident is what killed James McAvoy's yep. father's dad. Mm-hmm. So that's why he became split. Oh, no. Very, very convenient. So he's, he's now dubbed the trilogy, the Train Crash 187 trilogy. Yeah. He's uh. really said that. And the next thing is Sarah Paulson's character is part of a doomsday cult going back tens of thousands of years that stopped superheroes. Because once one comes up, another one comes up to match them, and that can't happen. Mm. So they kill all three of them at the end. James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, and Mr. Glass. So because there's a hero, there has to be a villain. Yeah, and they Bruce Willis gets drowned in a puddle. Yep. Just face down. <laughs> um, and then the, the stupidest part, though, is like at the end, you know Mr. Glass has a master plan, right? And like he's getting over on Sarah Paulson. Well, at the very end... She figures out, okay, he has a master plan. Well, his master plan was he recorded the the final fight and released it on YouTube so that everyone knows superheroes are real. And so it's just, that's, I don't know. It, the end scene is the, uh, Bruce Willis's son and Mr. Glass's mom and the girl from Split sitting there watching as everyone watches the YouTube video in a train station. All the things you just said are the dumbest things I've it's ever like, heard in my it's, life. It's literally, it's literally. I'm telling you, if you guys come at it, I'm, and I'm not trying to insult anyone, if someone tells me they like that movie, I'm automatically l- never going to respect your movie <laughs> opinion. Uh, I I know also that Kevin is in Unbreakable and he's walking through the stadium and he hit, touches the little boy and there's like the, the the thing in his head is like um he's like crying like he's being abused or whatever and he turns around and looks at the kid and there's also like a bunch of other voices talking in that moment that's supposed to be Kevin and the abuse is his mom abusing him yeah. and the voices are all the different personalities starting to speak to him that's cool i haven't heard that uh, i like that more 
Yeah, that's, I, 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 I think Split and Unbreakable are great movies. I had high expectations. I, I didn't come out as that, Split as positive as probably most people did. Yeah. And the trailers for this one looked awful, so I'm glad to know that my well, nose was pointed thing, in the, the right direction. I was laughing is it's called Glass, right? Yep. Yeah. He does not speak. And I timed it because I was like, this is getting crazy. He doesn't say a word until 65 minutes in the movie. Cool. The first hour, it's just him staring. Yeah, like, the main character in that movie is James McAvoy. It's just James McAvoy doing voices. That's yeah. what that movie is. It's, it's I don't know. He's so good at he it. Missed, he's missed his mark. He basically, he didn't understand what people wanted. He, they wanted, like, a full-fledged superhero movie. No. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan not understanding what people's expectations of him are. Oh. So, I don't know. Uh, don't go see it. Yeah. I, I've, I've remembered from your Doomsday Cult what, what my other movie that I watched. I watched uh, the movie Hereditary. Oh the, yeah, the yeah, scary yeah. movie. Ooh. It's on uh, Amazon. It's scary. It, it's, <laughs> it's 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 well done. Um, What's it about? A doomsday cult. There is a doomsday cult. There's. Uh, it's hard to get into it. It was definitely. I want to just tell you it's different than what I expected it to be based on like the trailers and the posters and stuff. And if I don't want to talk too much about it, because you don't want to spoil it, yeah, it it takes a it takes a turn I wasn't expecting. Okay, um, I do want to watch it, but but uh, yeah. Tony Collette's the the main character, and she's really good. And then uh, the kid from Jumanji, who's like the main kid, the, the nerdy, the one. new Jumanji, or the yeah, one? the, the new, new Jumanji, one, okay. uh, is in it. And he's also really good. I was very surprised because I was like, this is. Uh, this is a bad cast, but I was very wrong. I, uh, I I had to distract myself so I wasn't too frightened by it. But if you like scary movies, I recommend it. It's good. <laughs> cool beans. Cool. All right. So thanks everybody for listening. We're uh, we're still trying to iron out. We're gonna we're gonna try and work in a more regular schedule for our, our podcast. So it's 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 not every week just whatever we feel like. Um, <laughs> So we're, we're thinking of Director Showdown, but be patient with us as we figure out the kinks for this. Please, if you like this, rate, subscribe, tell all your friends, uh, steal all your friends' phones and, and subscribe to their podcast. Steal all your enemies' phones and subscribe to your podcast if you think they'd hate it. Um, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, if you had other... We, we, didn't, we certainly didn't do all of um, Jake Gyllenhaal's movies. We did most of them, but uh, you know, if there are other things that we missed or things you wanted us to, to mention or just other actors you'd like us to do in the future... Uh, you can reach us at better than transformers at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter and Facebook at Real Phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys uh, next week.